Hashanah was on September 6th. Amen. And it went all the way to uh, Wednesday, September 8th of 2021. Rosh Hashanah, which is literally the meaning of it, is the head of the year. That's the literal meaning of the word, Rosh Hashanah, is the head of the year. It is the head of the Jewish year. Hallelujah. Now, I want to be able to prove that to you because there's some things that we can't translate over into English or into the American text because there's some things that it specifically pertains to. So it's the civil new year for the Jewish or the Hebrew people. It's the first of all those high holy days. Uh, and as Pastor Nash began to mention, right after Rosh Hashanah, you have uh, Yom Kippur and uh, you have Sukkot and uh, Hanukkah, uh, Hanukkah, however you want to pronounce it because there's the English pronunciation of the words and then there's the Hebrew pronunciation of the words. Uh, these days, uh, Rosh Hashanah is one of the first of the high days in God's holy season. And I want to be, make, make this point and make this distinction while we're here, is that America has holidays and God has holy days. And there is a distinction. Hallelujah. And the word discernment means, when we look at this word discerning, this word discernment on the surface, it means to get an understanding. But when you really look at the definition of the word discernment, it means to be able to make a distinction or a difference between two or more things. So we have to be able to understand the distinction between the year 2021 versus the year 5782. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So it's, and also it's called uh, Yamin Narim, the days of all. Yamin Narim, the days of all, celebrated 10 days before Yom Kippur. All right. Now, this is the reason that it's so important for us to realize Although we American Christians and we want to be able to observe certain things, you can't transfer Rosh Hashanah into what we're doing today because Rosh Hashanah is 10 days before uh, uh, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Right. And the Day of Atonement is a Jewish holiday. America don't have a Day of Atonement, although we need one. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. But when we say Rosh Hashanah or Rosh Hashanah, uh, you can only use that term because it specifically has to be done 10 days before Yom Kippur and if you don't do it 10 days before Yom Kippur or before the Day of Atonement you're not doing Rosh Hashanah so technically we ain't doing Rosh Hashanah tonight Hallelujah! Amen. because it can't be transferred because it specifically says the scripture specifically says it has to be 10 days before Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur Fair enough? Amen. That's Bible. Amen. We want to do what God says. Amen. Not what we think. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So he says that Rosh Hashanah is observed on the first two days of the month of Tishra. And that is uh, the seventh month. When, when it said in the Bible, when we read Leviticus and it said the seventh month, it wasn't talking about July. Because if you're going to go by the Gregorian calendar, when folks say the seventh month, you're going to think July. But God don't deal with the Gregorian calendar. God deals with the Hebrew calendar. Hallelujah. Because when we talk about prophecy, you can't calculate prophecy according to the Gregorian calendar. If you're going to accurately calculate God's prophecy, you've got to use the Hebrew calendar. Hallelujah. So the, the seventh month is the month of Tishra. The seventh month of the Hebrew calendar. Amen. It is described in the Torah uh, as Yom Terahah, a day of sounding the shofar or the day of the blowing of the trumpets. Some have viewed it as the, comm the commemoration of the creation of the world 
also. Now, I'm going to back up because I know I'm talking fast, but I want you to catch this. Right. This day of Rosh Hashanah in Jewish uh, customs and culture, they believe that this is the day that God created the world. I'm not standing here being dogmatic about it, but that's what the Jews and the Hebrews say. Yeah. And I don't know how in the world an American going to argue with a Hebrew and a Jew about their culture. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So if they say it, we got to believe it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Right. Amen. So it also uh, has to do with the anniversary of God's giving the law to Moses in, on, on Mount Sinai. Hallelujah. You see, so God has continuity. Now, in our Protestant American teaching, nobody ain't never told you that the Jews and the Hebrews feel like the day that God created the earth the first day, that's also the day he gave the law to Moses at Mount Sinai. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody never told you that before. Hallelujah. So uh, when we talk about the seventh month, it's the seventh month for Nisan, which is the first month on the Hebrew or the Jewish calendar. The other name for the month of Nisan is the name Abib. Hallelujah. A-B-I-B. -B, which uh, was appointed the first month of the year on account, that's the day the people left, Israel, left out of Egypt. That's when they began to count the months. In the first month that God talked them to count, you, you can read that if you continue reading uh, uh, Leviticus 23. If you read the whole chapter, you'll see all of God's holy days listed there. Amen. 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 So it also, uh, on account of Israel leaving out of Egypt, so the month uh, of Nisan uh, is the first month. And so it still continues for a fixing of the years and the set the settling of the sabbatical and the jubilee years. Now, once again, Protestant Western American uh, Christians, we don't know nothing about the, the sabbatical years uh, and the years of jubilee. We might teach it a little bit when we run across it in the Bible, but listen, God deals in seven. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not trying to lift up the Sabbath. I thank God that somebody taught me about the Sabbath early. But God is interested in the Sabbath number because the Sabbath number means completion and perfection. Amen. So when we talk about the sabbatical year or the year, the year of Jubilee, and how many of y'all know what the year of Jubilee is? The year of Jubilee uh, is when God can't basically <laughs> Amen. And for the planning, 
Also, this calendar, the Hebrew calendar, is used for planting. This is how the Hebrews knew when to plant. This is how we know that the, the beginning of a year can't be in the winter. Hallelujah. Because you ain't getting no harvest time in the winter. Amen. So the harvest time is always going to be the head of the year. And it makes common sense. Hallelujah. So this is how they know when a new year is coming. They would look in the valley, and when they see the first bud, uh, that's why Jesus, one of the names of Jesus, called the lily in the valley, because they would send they would send witnesses up on the mountain, and they would stay there for days, and they would have to wait till they see the first bud bloom, and that's how they know when the new year is gonna start. See, every right now, every time January first come around at midnight, that's when the new year starts for America. Amen. That ain't how it is in Hebrew. They gotta wait for the bud to bloom. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So therefore, Rosh Hashanah is not a general term that can be used pertaining any calendar. It is specifically used pertaining to the Hebrew calendar because it's the head of the beginning of the holy day season for God and his people. Amen. Beginning 10 days before Yom Kippur. Everybody say 10 days. 10 days. Rosh Hashanah has to be 10 days before Yom Kippur. And right after Yom Kippur comes Sukkot, which is also called the Feast of Tabernacles or the Festival of Booths. And then you have Hanukkah, which most folk think Hanukkah is a Jewish Christmas, but it's not. It ain't got nothing to do with that. If they would have left, if they would have left the Book of Maccabees in our Bible, we would know what Hanukkah has to do with. It has to do with the miracle that God kept the candles burning because the people had ran out of oil. But God kept those candles burning, and because of that. Judas Maccabee and his sons won the war against those tyrants, amen, of amen. the land. Amen. 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 But we are here, hallelujah, now we, we, we straighten out uh, Rohashan. But I do want to talk about why we are here today, because there is relevance and significance on the reason that we're here tonight, amen. Amen. I just didn't want to leave you uh, misunderstood, thinking that you can call this Rohashanah because it got no connection at all. Hallelujah. So uh, in our Western calendar, New Year, according to the Gregorian calendar, this is what we would like to define as American or Westerners as New Year. And my daddy taught me that according to this uh, time of year, uh, changing of seasons and changing of year, in the Western mindset, we should use this period of time to evaluate, critique, and assess our lives. I'm going to say that again. There's nothing wrong with saying that this is New Year. This is New Year pertaining to the Gregorian calendar. But don't ever try to mix up the Gregorian calendar with the Hebrew calendar. Amen. Hallelujah. One is lunar and one is solar. Hallelujah. Amen. That's two different calendars. Amen. So we understand that during this time, because we are in America, we are serving uh, God in America from the West, and we do live and count time under the Gregorian calendar. So if you want to use tonight, this new year season, going into the year 2022. If you want to do something pertaining to this new year, what you should do is evaluate, critique, and assess your life. Amen. I'm going to say that again. This time of year is so that we may evaluate, critique, and assess our lives. 
In other words, we need to take these times of year and the changes of seasons, not only at New Year, but summer, winter, spring, and fall, every time the season change, you need to get in the mirror, you need to get your family, and you need to evaluate y'all progress over the last year. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just stop living arbitrarily, waking up every morning, and whatever is in front of us, that's what we do, and whatever not in front of us, we don't matter. You have to live on purpose. The God gave us a life that we have to live on purpose. How many of y'all remember a few years ago that book of uh, 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 The Purpose Driven Life? We have to live by purpose. Amen. So take inventory, inspect, <laughs> judge, weigh out your life, the critical areas of your life. Hallelujah. Now let me show you what the critical areas of your life are for those who are taking notes. These are the critical areas of life, and everything else falls under one of these umbrellas. These three, these three things that I'm getting ready to give you right now, these are the three critical areas of life. Everything else that we do on earth. Uh, is predicated by these three things or under the umbrella of these three threes. Number one, our health. Mm -hmm. Our health. If you lose your health, you can't do nothing even if you want to. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two, your finances. You can't do nothing when your money funny and your change is strange. Amen. And your relationships. Everything we do is predicated upon relationships. Hallelujah. <laughs> So we talk about our health. Let's talk about that real quick. I know y'all didn't think this had nothing to do with New Year, but how many people you know that made a New Year's resolution to lose weight? Amen. You see, everybody realized that our health is important. So every time New Year come around, the same people making the same promise that they're going to get themselves health healthier. Some of us, it ain't to lose weight. Some of us need to gain weight. Yeah. Some of us need to exercise. Some of us need to change the food we put in our mouth. Yeah. Hallelujah, because America uh, has gotten in the habit of serving up garbage. I want you to understand the three major killers, the reason that people go to the hospital for hypertension, diabetes, and high cholesterol, and kidney disease, and heart disease, the three main predators is sugar, salt, and fat. You get sugar, salt, and fat out of your diet, you'll live a healthy life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So our health is very, very, very important to God. How we live, you can't even praise God good when you're not healthy. Hallelujah. How many times you want to get up and praise God and tell God thank you, but you're out of wind, amen? You're out of breath. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's the prayer line along. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we have to make sure it, 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 it's incumbent upon you. Only you in, uh, can dictate your health. Only you. No one can uh, dictate how healthy you're going to be. Amen. amen. Then we talk about finances. Amen. So God has, has placed us in America, and America is a very, very prosperous land to live in. Hallelujah. I really do feel this way. I know some don't get mad about it, but I feel like if you can't make it, if you ain't got no money in America, that's because you ain't trying. I really feel that way. Because money is too easy to guard in this country. Mm -hmm. I found out about a law and more than gas can. I made more than I was working when I was in the United States Army. Hallelujah. I was working in the medical field for a medical establishment for a doctor, and I make more money with a, ga a gas can and a lawnmower. And I think anybody should be able to do that. All right, I'm going to move on. Amen. Our relationships. Let me go in order with relationships. The first and foremost important relationship is the relationship that you gather with the Father God. Amen. That, that is the most important and primary. Jesus said this in Matthew 22 around verse 35. They tried to trick him, the Bible says, and asked him, what is the most important commandment? Jesus said that you must learn how to love God. Stop right there. 
you must learn how to love God. Hallelujah. Amen. With all your heart, mind, and soul. Amen. Amen. Then he, he moves it a little farther. He puts other people in front of you. And not trying to change the scriptures, but I want to show you something real quick. Jesus said that you must learn how to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. He says you got to learn your neighbor what as. And that word as in literary form, the word as is a simile. And it, it's a comparative word. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said now, you have to learn how to love your neighbor compared to how you love yourself. Amen. So let me let me rearrange that a little bit for you. First, you got to learn how to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. When you learn how to love God, God is going to teach you how to love yourself. When you learn how to love yourself, then you'll be able to love somebody else. But too many of us try to love somebody else when we really don't love ourselves. And you can't give what you ain't got. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So when we talk about these three critical areas in life, our health, our finances, and our relationship, once you get in love with God, then you will fall in love with yourself. Not in some kind of prideful, arrogant, or conceited way, but you'll love yourself enough to respect yourself. Hallelujah. You'll watch your mouth. Hallelujah. Just understand you represent God. Amen. Amen. You'll watch the way that you dress. Hallelujah. Because men can dress provocative as well. Amen. It ain't just the sisters that can uh, mm -hmm. show cleavage and all the <coughs> that can dress provocative. Hallelujah. We need to watch the way that we eat. Not is that only part of our health. That has to do with our finances. Amen. Amen. How you eat. Because we spend a whole lot of money on junk. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is this is the best way to eat. If it's in a package, it ain't no good for you. If it's just sitting there for you to grab, it's good for you. In other words, fruit and vegetables. Amen. Nuts. Amen. Amen. They tell me when you go to the shop, go shop on the outside of the grocery store. Don't go down the middle aisles because that's where all the poison is at. Hallelujah. Amen. So as we look at this, we have to learn how to fall in love, in other words. Amen. So he says this year of 2022, let us submit ourselves to Christ. This year, let us pray earnestly, hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray unceasingly. So that this chaos that we're going through right now on earth, not just in America, but on earth. And the reason that I know it's God in heaven, because there is no other entity that has power to change the entire functioning of the earth. And what God did through coronavirus and all this violence and racial tension that we're going through is the earth's function has been disrupted. Hallelujah. The way that we wake up in the morning and get ready to go to work has been disrupted. Amen. The way that we relate to people on our jobs has been disrupted. Hallelujah. The way that we relate to each other at the voting box has been disrupted. Amen. The way that we relate to each other about shot, vaccine, or no vaccine. Hallelujah. The way we relate to each other about do you wear a mask or don't you wear a mask. Amen. So this, what God is doing right now is God uh, right now is sending a warning because every time before destruction comes a warning, God promised that. God promised that before destruction will come a warning. And coronavirus, all of this social tension and division that we got going on, God could stop this tomorrow if we would just turn from our wicked ways, humble ourselves, and turn ourselves back to him. Coronavirus can be gone tomorrow. Uh, racial tension can be gone tomorrow. Hallelujah. All this division about a vaccine can be gone tomorrow. All of this uh, turmoil that we're going through right now, it could be gone tomorrow if we would humble ourselves in the presence of the 
Almighty God turned from our wicked ways, and he promised that not only would he heal us, he said that he would heal our land. Amen. Hallelujah. We're living in a sick land, y'all. It's got to be sick. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the question is, are we that generation? Hmm. Are we that generation that will not repent like Nineveh? When Jonah finally did make it down to Nineveh, he told the people of Nineveh what God said. The Bible says that the king put on sackcloth and ashes, and he sent out a decree to all the people that they put on sackcloth and ashes and repent. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that when the people repented, that God relented. Hallelujah. Amen. So the question that I have for you today, are we the generation? As we go into 2022, we're we running out of time, y'all. Did y'all see the report just this morning on the world news about how the glaciers have shrunk? Yeah. The lady say uh, she used to ride, she used to uh, walk across the ice to go from side to side. Now she got to take a boat because it ain't no more ice, it ain't nothing but water. Hallelujah. Yeah. So are we the generation that's going to keep on using dirty oil? I ask the church uh, today, those who are here, those who are watching, those that you may go run and tell, we should at least be able to shut this thing down one day a week. That's what the Sabbath is all about. God made the Sabbath so we could shut this thing down one way a week and the earth would have time to rejuvenate itself. Amen. The humans would have time to rejuvenate themselves. The animals would have time to rejuvenate themselves. But we just wear everything out seven days a week. And I was bold enough to tell somebody one day, because folk in America that lost their Christian mind, you want to argue with what the Bible say. And if the Bible say God created the Sabbath on the seventh day so that man could rest just like God rest, I don't care if you live in America, Africa, New Zealand, Puerto Rico, I don't care where you live, God's word stays the same. And it showed at the beginning of Corona if we would just stop doing all of this mess that we're doing, using dirty oil, using up all the water, disrespecting the land. He says that if we would just let the land rest, if we would take a sabbatical year, but I submit to you today that it won't take a sabbatical year, it'll take a sabbatical day. That if we would just let the, work, the earth rest one day a week, Okay, so you want to argue with me on what day is the Sabbath, the Sabbath. Let's do it on Sunday. Since everybody thinks Sunday is so important in America, let's shut it down on Sunday. Because right now, I'm not concerned about what day you go going to church. I'm concerned about saving a nice earth, a, a clean, pristine earth, so my babies and my grandbabies can grow up. That's what I'm concerned about. And I've got a funny feeling that's what God is concerned about. God at this time is wanting his people to turn around, turn from their wicked ways, stop all this evil and devilment that we're doing. Hallelujah. We're polluting God's earth. We're polluting God's act. Don't you know that the earth is still for God? Amen. Amen. We're just stewards over the earth. This ain't ours. It doesn't make you mad when you let somebody borrow something or you make somebody a steward over something and they just use it any kind of way. How many parables did Jesus tell about a man who went away and he gave his servant something to look over and they didn't look over it properly? Don't you know that that's telling us about uh, keeping uh, the earth? Those parables of, of te is teaching us that we should be able to use and take care of and love what God gave us. But we so holy in church trying to get folk to shout that you're missing the whole point about teaching these scriptures. All right. We destroy the earth. The earth has been degraded. Only by the human beings. You know if there wasn't no humans on earth, we would still have glaciers. If there wasn't no humans on earth, we wouldn't have pollution. If there wasn't no humans on earth, we wouldn't have all these murders. If it wasn't humans on earth, we wouldn't have 680-some thousand abortions a year. 
It wasn't no humans on earth. So we are the problem. So are we the generation? Are we the generation that's going to allow the earth to be destroyed? Or are we going to repent and turn from our wicked ways like the people in Nineveh did? All right. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Amen. I'm ready. Amen. I'm ready to see the streets of those. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm ready to see the sea of glass. Amen. I'm ready to see the tree of life and to drink from the river of life. I'm ready to eat from the 12 leaves that heals the nation. I'm ready to see all good days. Amen. Because they tell me it won't be no night there. Because God and the Lamb will illuminate the whole place. All right. Hallelujah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see the Father face to face. Amen. I'm ready to see Jesus, the one look like he had been wounded from the foundation of the world. Yeah. I want to see the Father and the Son sitting high on their throne. Yeah. You ask me today, do I really believe it? I'll tell you, yes, I believe it because I have evidence. <laughs> I got evidence. Hallelujah. Amen. Because God already told Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. How many of you know that Abraham was the father of many nations? Amen. You see, I got evidence that I can believe in what God said. God said that the whole earth would be blessed through Abraham's seed. Didn't God send the seed one day? Yeah. Hallelujah. Isaiah said that a virgin would conceive. I got the evidence, y'all, because my Bible tells me that a young handmaid named Mary did conceive. Amen. The prophet Micah said that the baby would have to be born in Bethlehem. Amen. But I want you to understand that Joseph and Mary lived in Nazareth. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. But the prophet had already said that the baby would have to be born in Bethlehem. So God put it on Caesar Augustus' mind to call for a tax in the census. Right. So all the people had to go to their hometown. Well, guess where Joseph was from? Hallelujah. <laughs> Joseph was from the city of David. Yeah. Joseph was from the city of bread. Yeah. Joseph was from the city of Bethlehem. So when him and Mary got down to Bethlehem, don't you know that her time to conceive came up? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So that little girl named Mary had a happy baby. The angel told her that she had found favor with God. And that little teenage girl, Carrie, the only begotten son of God. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine walking around with Jesus in your bed? Mm -hmm. And on one wall all night, mm -hmm. she gave birth to a son. Mm -hmm. And she named him Yehoshua, then herself, from the city of Nazareth. You know him as Jesus Christ. Amen. You know the one that I'm talking about. The one who gave sight to the blind. He made the lame man walk. Hallelujah. Amen. He healed the woman from the issue of blood. He got down on his knees and wrote sin in the dirt. Amen. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. His name is Jesus. Jesus. He shamed the Pharisees. He silenced the Sadducees. 
He laid down the law to the lawyers. His name is Jesus. Amen. I'm talking about right now Mary's baby, Joseph's boy, Elizabeth's nephew, James and Jude's big brother. He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. He's the great I am. Amen. He's the prince of peace. He's the wonderful counselor. He's our mighty God. His name is Jesus. So as we go into this new year, church, I want to go into this new year serving God. Believe it is the, propit the propitiative job of Jesus. Everything that Jesus had to do to gain our salvation, he did it on that old rugged cross. And it is finished. It Amen. is done. Hallelujah. Amen. All God expects of us now is that we would love him with all of our hearts, souls, and mind. Yeah. And that we would go out into this world seeking and saving that which is lost. Amen. That we would go out into this world yeah, yeah. gathering men, women, boys, and girls and teach them about the loving grace of Jesus Christ through the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. So I don't know about you today, but I don't mind going into 2022. Amen. 2021 was all right with me. Yeah, yeah. But I'm ready uh, yeah. to go off into 2022. Yeah. Uh, why? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know God got some big and better things yeah. waiting on me. Hallelujah. If you was faithful, God, in 2021, uh, Amen. you ain't got to have no fear for 2022. Amen. Uh, COVID might even still be in 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when we beat him in 2021, we're going to beat him in 2022. Uh, yeah. A little race for tension might even still be in 2022. But we beat racial tension in 2021, so I'm not scared of going into 2022. I don't worry about who's going to be president. Hallelujah. We got rid of Trump in 2021, and things still all messed up. Hallelujah. But I'm going into 2022, and it don't matter if it's Biden. It don't matter if it's Harris. It don't matter what man or woman is sitting in the White House. But I know God is still in the church house. It don't matter about human beings and what they say. I got the word of God and I know what it says. It says that I'm God's child. It says that he loves me. It says that he saves from the uttermost to the guttermost. It says that he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. His word has been so good to me. His word gives me confidence. His word gives me boldness. His word gives me clarity. Everything is in his word. And Paul said, and we all need to be saying the same thing. Amen. So as we go into 2022, go into 22 bold. Go into 2022 standing up for God. Go into 2022 with love in your heart. Go into 2022. Hit the ground running. Hallelujah. Seeking and saving that which is lost. Talk to folk on your job about Jesus. Talk to your friends yeah, about yeah. Jesus. Talk to your family about Jesus. Amen. The late midnight hour, yeah. talk to yourself about Jesus. Amen. Because he's all right. Hallelujah. How many of y'all know that he's all right? He's all right. Come on, somebody shout, he's all right. He's all right. Come on, somebody shout, Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Hallelujah. Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So I thank Reverend Nash for this invitation, for this opportunity to come and share the word. Pray to God that the word was an educational, but not only educational, I pray that the word was uplifting. Amen. I pray that the word would give you the hope and the courage and the confidence that you need to embark to 